0: Just go to Indeed.com slash Blue Wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash Blue Wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: Hey, welcome to Kendall Chronicles, a 49ers podcast on the Blue Wire Podcast Network. I am Kyle Madsen. I write about the 49ers over at NinersWire.com, part of the USA Today Sports Media Group. Uh, joining me right now, a Hall of Famer in my book, Chris Biederman. And before we talk about Patrick Willis being a finalist for the Pro Football Hall of Fame, the 49ers injury issues, and some early Durs thoughts from Chris, we got to tell you about our friends over at Cooperage. Nope, that's not who. Put a pin in Cooperage. We'll (laughs) talk about them shortly. Before we do that, we're going to talk about our friends at Lamb Chops, the (laughs) official clothing sponsor of Candlestick Chronicles. SGLambchops.com is the website. Promo code Candlestick20 to get 20% off your order. Sweatpants that are the nicest sweatpants I've ever put on in my life. They are so comfortable. They are heavy without being oppressive. And that's hard to do. And Lamb Chops pulls it off with all their clothes. It's super comfortable, super high quality. The zippered pockets. We tell you all about it all the time. And I am so happy to have Lamb Chops in my closet.
2: I got a cross country flight tomorrow, and there's oh. a 100% chance your boy is going to be in some Lamb Chops. Sweatpants good. for the ride. I want to wish a good luck
1: to well you on your flight and safe travels. But to all the pickpocketers who are going to try and get after Chris and have <laughs> no chance because of those zippered pockets.
2: No zippered pockets, super clutch. There's going to be some shady, some shady character walking up with some ideas in his head, and then he's going to see those zippered pockets and think is that, that it was better. Is that himself. a is that a cleaver logo? Damn it! Abort! Get out of there!
1: Get out of there! We have no chance against lamb chops. sglambchops.com. You can check out their latest styles there. Their fall and winter fashion, uh, their fall and winter styles are out now. Uh, really, really cool set that they have there. But then they have some some other stuff. Some shorts. Uh, there's hats, chains, anything anything you could you could be looking for. Lamb chops has got it. Make sure to hit them up at sglambchops.com and follow them on Instagram at sglambchops. All right. Now Cooperage, let's pull that pin out of Cooperage and let's talk about our friends over at Cooperage Brewing. <laughs> they brew Candlestick Chronicles, Hazy IPA. It's not a coincidence that they have a beer named after our podcast. They named that beer after our podcast on purpose because uh, they are the oldest sponsor of Candlestick Chronicles. It's our third year running with them. They are cranking out Candlestick Chronicles, Hazy IPA. Still, you can get a case of it at com. You can go to the brewery and get some, but you can try any of their wonderful beers. And I'm, I would be shocked if somebody went there like a beer, a person who likes beer and walked into that brewery, tried a couple beers and didn't walk out with at least a four pack. I'd be pretty surprised.
2: Yeah. I mean, the the fun thing for us with Candlestick Chronicles, Hazy IPA, it being the third year in production there, Mm -hmm. it's basically been on rotation continuously for the entire football season since August. Um, The last couple of years, there had been there had been runs, right? They would make a batch and then there would be sort of a waiting period after it all sold out. Um, But they've just kept making it because of because of the popularity. And um, it's it's testament to how good the beer is, frankly. But it's also um, I think people really like seeing it. Obviously, a lot of 49ers fans in the Santa Rosa area um an amazing beer to bring to your tailgate i would say i think it's it's probably one of the best conversation starters you can have like hey you're going to a tailgate you're around some people you don't really know you need to you need an icebreaker bring a four pack or two or three or four or an, or an entire case and say hey look I, I there's this there's this podcast there's this great beer we're all here to watch football like it's just you know it's it's what can be better than really good beer at a tailgate that just also happens to be themed after our podcast.
1: I have no, I don't have anything for you. Like what could be better than that in that moment? Nothing. (laughs) That's the very best thing. Get yourself some, some Candlestick Chronicles, Hazy IPA or or peruse their beer catalog at coopersbrewing.com. If you are 21 and up and in the state of California, they will ship a case directly to your front door. The best way to acquire beer. Somebody knocks on your door, rings your doorbell, you walk out, you sign for the beer, you bring it inside, you drink it, and you didn't even have to leave your house. It's uh, it's great. CooperageBrewing.com. We love our friends at Cooperage, and we think you'll love them, too. All right. Let's talk about Patrick Willis possibly getting into the Hall of Fame. Let's talk about the 49ers injury situation. Chris has some Durs thoughts. And our buddy Flynn... In the YouTube chat, needs some therapy. Go listen to the last podcast talk. <laughs> Not joking. Uh, <laughs> all right, let's
0: dive in. Blue wire. Hey, this is George Kittle, and you're listening to Candlestick Chronicles. Kittle in Denver territory. Kittle
1: is gonna go touchdown. has got him in a second back inside. The- yard pass caught by Kittle. He dives and he's in. Touchdown, 49ers. Yeah, the whole like. So I, I, I joked with with Flynn about about you know go listen to the last podcast for therapy. But for me, the 49ers lost Monday was such that I don't think we need to spend a midweek pod on it. Like they lost a game. They turned it over. It got out of hand. I think they're still the best team in the NFC. I think they're still uh, the... They are the favorite and should be the favorite to go to the Super Bowl. Uh, if I had to bet on a team to go to the Super Bowl, I would still pick them. It was an ugly game. It was not the end of the world. The 49ers are still good. And I'm guessing if they went to the Super Bowl, they would probably be favored by like a point and a half over the Ravens. Really? Yeah, Maybe.
2: Maybe not. Maybe favored over the Ravens.
1: They might. They might be a point to have. I don't know. It, it would. It just wouldn't be like oh, the Ravens by eight and a half. It wouldn't. It wouldn't be anything nuts. No, I don't think so. Maybe, um, maybe the Ravens are getting the point and a half. I don't know. But the the point is, is they're very very evenly matched. They're still very very good. And I am ready to move on to the next game. You're on to Washington. Yeah, that's a, It's one week at a time here. Uh, don't look too far forward. Don't look too far back. <laughs> We're focused on today. Week of prep started today with uh, with a walkthrough practice. So uh, I, I'm I'm already dialed into next, week, next week's game plan, and you know that's that's where I'm at.
2: Yeah, I mean <laughs> to me, like I, you know, games like this can happen to to good teams, right? It's not they didn't play well; they lost, um, but it doesn't mean they can't win the Super Bowl. It doesn't mean that the best is is not yet to come right it doesn't mean the season's over i'm always reminded when like elite teams go through losses like this it's like the 2014 patriots lose to kansas city 41 to 14 turn -hmm. the ball over three times um people are asking if tom brady needs to be benched and then the patriots go on to win the super bowl that year right so it's just it's just an example one of many of like a lot of good teams just lose games occasionally that's why it's so hard to go undefeated in the NFL. So it's just, um, is it what you want? Obviously not. Uh do the 49ers have some issues now? Yeah, absolutely. We'll talk about them. Mm-hmm. Um I think the upshot, like we said in the last pod now, is is probably more injury related and getting the one seed than than the loss like s- defining their season, right? Because we mm-hmm. know how important the one seed's going to be for them. And I think more so it's about getting the week off and less about home field advantage i think they can they can go on the road and and win a game if they need to in the playoffs mm-hmm. but it's it's it, at this point it's getting the um it's getting the week off and as our guy armando says in the youtube chat it's a lap the lack of striped socks with the throwbacks um Did, when is armando you <laughs> my burner is that your burner uh, account? When we got off when we got off the podcast on Tuesday morning, um, it, I was kicking myself almost immediately for not mentioning, mentioning the sock fiasco. Yes. The unmitigated disaster that is wearing white socks with red uniform tops. Like it just doesn't make any sense to me. You're trying so- to pay homage to the 1994 team and the throwbacks. Those teams were red socks. And in some games they were red stripe socks. And to just ignore history like that is just a slap in the face to anybody who enjoyed watching that team. And to <laughs> to be to be so mismatched, like wearing not matching your red your beautiful scarlet red jerseys with scarlet red socks to balance out the uniforms. And I have so I know some of the guys did the correct thing. Fred Warner is is routinely a guy who's. Who's got the right idea when it comes to the sock situation with the throwbacks? Well, he's a guy but who's for also for most the of thing. the guys. For most of the guys to go white socks under white pants with the red uniforms, it's just a horrendous look. And frankly, I think they should be ashamed of themselves if they made those decisions. Yeah. And I'm not entirely surprised the game went the way it did, Partic- particularly for Brock Purdy <laughs> who decided to wear the white socks with the red uniforms.
1: You've cracked the code. Easily
2: correctable, an easily correctable mistake, and uh, and just, I mean, you get what you deserve sometimes.
1: Yeah, no, I think I think I definitely think you've cracked the code. That's uh, (laughs) that's good work by you. I didn't used to really give a damn about the sock aspect of it. You have always been very passionate about this. Um, until I saw the Miami Dolphins wearing their throwbacks on Sunday. Mm-hmm. and it was a lot of the teal socks but then some of the guys wore the teal with the stripes and man unbelievable unbelievable touch and i'm on your side now
2: it's it's just you've swung, such you've, an you've easy swung way me on this on this it's, on this argument it's such an easy way to upgrade the look dramatically you know sure. what i mean it's it's yeah. just like it's like wearing a nice tie it's like yeah sure. your suit's nice but if you really want to kind of set off the outfit you need a tie to go with it and yeah. you wouldn't really think about it in the, in those terms until you got the tie on, them and then you're like, "Damn, this is this is all coming together pretty nicely." It's a game. So, it's
1: a game that's measured in yards, but you're worried about the feet.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely.
1: All right. Good. Something like
2: that. No, I I think um, look, we're on to Washington. We're on to Washington. What I'm I think the white socks are acceptable with the with the gold pants on sure. the road um i think that's fine i think it looks pretty clean actually but when you're wearing like the philadelphia eagles do this and i think they did it in the super bowl like white socks under the green unit i think it's a horrendous look when you wear white pants okay. you, like you're you you going to core power doing some sculpt in your yoga pants like what's the deal it's the deal guys what's the this deal why with these pants? <laughs> why people tune into this pod yeah admittedly it's a little we're a little thin on news unless we want to just start talking about the injury stuff Candlestock chronicles here
1: (laughs) yeah let's talk let's talk about the injury let's talk about stuff that that didn't matter as much from from monday's game the injuries um no i i (laughs) the, the practice report today was not super encouraging eric armstead still not practicing aaron banks Didn't practice. Now, it was just a walkthrough, so this was an estimated practice report. But Aaron Banks aggravated that toe injury that kept him out for a few weeks. He got hurt late in Monday's game. He did not practice. Jair Brown, Kyle Shanahan, said there is some concern with his knee that he won't be able to go this week. They're hoping he'll be ready by by Sunday, but uh, he did not practice on Wednesday. Jawan Jennings, still in concussion protocol, didn't practice. And then Jalen Moore, also in concussion protocol, didn't practice. Uh, Javon Hargrave, limited. Debo Samuel was limited by a neck injury. It's out of nowhere. Uh, Ambry Thomas has knee and hand injuries. He was limited. I actually thought it was good news that Trent Williams was limited. I would have bet a lot of money he would not be participating maybe all week and then be questionable with that groin injury. But Kyle Shanahan sounded encouraged by it. Um saying he was hoping that that you know it was a good sign that Williams was limited today. And I, I think if if you're the 49ers, you're probably more encouraged by that than anything.
2: Yeah, I would agree. I think the Jair Brown one popping up um and Kyle Shannon saying he's concerned is is pretty problematic because he would be the third safety you've lost to injury so far this season. Yeah. Um George Odom, probably more of a special teams player, but you lost him early on. You lose Talano Hufanga, who, you know, I think you and I are probably in agreement that Hufanga might have been, I don't know if overrated is the word, but probably not deserving of all pro nominations last year. Like he, he won it because he made a bunch of splash plays and and was on a really good defense, but I I don't, I don't know that he was a first team all pro. I don't know that he was the best, you know, one of the two best safeties in the league last year, but still a really good player. Um, Mm -hmm. And so now if Jair Brown can't play on Sunday, then you're down three safeties and you know, you typically come into a season with four safeties on your roster. Mm-hmm. So the 49ers would be without Jair Brown would be missing 75% of their safeties. And now they do have Logan Ryan, um, a free agent addition to pair with Tayshawn Gibson potentially. And you you have a very veteran experience group and Logan Ryan, obviously longtime Patriot, has played in a lot of playoff games, so in terms of understanding assignments um, and being in the right spot, you probably feel okay. But at this point in his career, he was available midseason and and you know on a cruise, unemployed during the season, probably for a good reason, right? Like, so it's um, it's not great. It's not what you want. But fortunately for them, they're playing Washington, and Washington's lost six in a row and if you if you read anything about the commanders these days everything is about the draft everything is about them losing mm-hmm. and trying to secure the best draft pick they possibly can um, because they're they're probably going to reshape the entire front office you remember martin mayhew is their g- general manager a former 49ers executive mm-hmm. um ron rivera is probably coaching i don't know his second or last game i am
1: stunned ron rivera is still there I, I well, would have figured he'd be gone a long time ago, but I'm guessing Josh Harris, their new owner, didn't want one of his first acts as owner to be to fire the coach, have an interim coach, and then have to yeah. figure it out this off season. Like He's just kind of kicking that can down the right. road, knowing that the wins don't matter.
2: Yeah, Sam Howell got benched last week for the second time recently. I think he completed six of twenty-two for before giving way to Jacoby Brissett, who's been lighting it up. <laughs> like it's been awesome. Jacoby Brissett <laughs> has has one hundred and forty-six quarterback rating, although he's only appeared in two games and has um, twenty-three attempts. But like he's been solid. Horse MVP he nearly came it? A, he nearly led a twenty-point comeback uh, win against against the Jets on Sunday. Um, so, I just. The 49ers are fortunate in that. I mean, there, there are a couple of things that are challenging about this game. First of all, how often do we do you see a team that should be tanking, that should be trying to lose late in the year, just like win a game, they have no business winning. All the time. Right. All the, the time. 49ers it, it feels did it. like it happens every year. Yeah, the 49ers did it in 2016. Yeah. Right. Um, when they beat the Rams mm-hmm. and they had no business it was their second one of the season um but and that's not to say i think washington really i mean i think they i think it's fair to say they might have a puncher's chance but oh, yeah for sure i, I, Niners I think on a there's a short week
1: cross-country flight early kick
2: yeah yeah like this game could be more uncomfortable than than you would expect particularly with the injuries right mm-hmm. um so i just i'm not saying washington's dangerous And I'm not saying I I would expect the 49ers to be on upset alert or anything like that. I'm just saying weirder things have happened than a team like Washington winning a game like this at the end of the season when everybody's writing Mm -hmm. them off. Their teams get this weird extra juice when they have a backup quarterback in, right, starting games. Um, And I think it's Jacoby Reset's first start of the season for them. So it's... um, it's a game the 49ers absolutely should win. But here's the thing: like if the forty if the Niners had won on Monday, mm-hmm. you feel a whole lot more comfortable about the last two games of the season. Because even if they were to get upset by Washington, then you could and you're just like, all right, they just gotta beat the Rams and then they get the one seed. Yeah now they have to win both of these games. Um and so you know, barring the Eagles, I think the Eagles have Arizona and then they finish with the Giants again. Mm-hmm. So um, uh, that, that to me, like the upshot coming out of Monday was the injuries and the fact that the 49ers now have to win these last two games to get the one seed instead of being able to clinch it on, on Sunday in Washington and then rest all of their guys and have two weeks off essentially going into the playoffs. So the Niners can actually clinch
1: this week. And they need to win – they need the Cowboys to beat Detroit and they need the Cardinals to beat the Eagles. And honestly, like that feels way more plausible than I think it's in Philly. I'm 64% sure it's in Philly, (laughs) but you got the Jonathan Gannon, Jonathan Gannon factor. Like I know last week they, they could have clinched um, confirmed. It's in Philly. I know they could have clinched last week with, you know, a win and then the Giants beating the Eagles and the Vikings beating the Lions and then Miami beating Dallas like they needed all those things to go right. This week, the Lions losing to the Cowboys and the, and the Cardinals losing to the or, or beating the Eagles doesn't feel super far fetched.
2: No, it doesn't. I think you. I think Eagles you think defense it is. is in rupture. <laughs> yeah. I'm not expecting it, but it wouldn't, I wouldn't be blown away. Jonathan Gannon, revenge game. Come on. I, I'd be, I'd be I, pretty it's
1: hard. To I, the I Eagles. think, I think that I, I agree with you, but there's that desperation factor this time of year where, you know what, they've really got something to play for. And the Cardinals are playing out the string. Like really they're down to two weeks. It's going to be cold in Philly. I just don't love the Cardinals' chances there. But like you said, um, I don't if 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 Washington has a puncher's chance against the 49ers, then the the Cardinals have something, I, I think, probably better than that against the Eagles.
2: Yeah, I think that's true. And, like, Kyler, Kyler's capable of beating anybody. Like, he can just, mm-hmm. you know, Kyler can get on a heater, and he's talented enough to where he can go win a game. And I think he's, you know, he hasn't been anything at that level this year. But like, He can go do some stuff you can go against that Eagles defense. It like crazier things have happened. Yeah. But yeah, the Niners yeah, could clinch and that would be, <laughs> that would be, that would be wild. If after losing on Monday and dealing with all these injuries, it's like, up oh, Niners clinch.
1: It would be, it would just be <laughs> so Eagles, funny. The, the, tenor, his... <laughs> the tenor of the conversation. I, I talked about this. I mean, we did it on the podcast. I talked about this on the radio, on the insiders on, on ESPN, 1320 Monday through Friday at uh, 10 to noon. Ten to two this week, though. Um,
2: <laughs> did you guys? Did you guys have a big boost in your ratings from eleven to eleven
1: fifteen today? Oh, dude, big time! We noticed. We were like, "Wow, <laughs> look at the ratings!" That's great. No, um, Chris is on a different. I wonder what's instead.
2: going on across town. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> no. Um. What was I? What was I saying? Oh, the the tenor of the conversation was still like, man, they got their asses whooped. Like, they're fine. Not a great game, though. Like they really got punched in the mouth. They didn't come from behind in the fourth in the in the second half. Da, da, da. To less than a week later, have the conversation be like, "Wow, clinch the one seed would be bananas." <laughs> <laughs> that
2: would be so. funny. Not expecting it, but it would be would be humorous.
1: The Niners, I'm
2: I'm with you, man. They they need it bad.
1: Yeah, not having not having that Rams game matter would be huge. The Rams are playing really well.
2: Yeah, one week at a time. I agree, them. and I'm down. And I, it's kind of wild that the NFL basically at the same time that it added a 17th game to the regular season schedule, took away a bye for a playoff team.
1: Yeah, yeah, that is nuts. It's pretty wild. If player safety, like, though. Yeah, totally. Love my, player safety. right. It's our favorite thing.
2: Multiple multiple Thursday games in a season. Player safety. It's totally
1: nuts. Totally nuts. <laughs> I thought for some reason, I thought Thursday Night Football was done in like week 12. Nope. Thursday Night Football tomorrow. This week. Second of last week. <laughs> oh Who do we got?
2: Who's on the Jets? Slate? Browns. Ugh, the Jets got so many primetime games this year. Joe Flacker revenge game.
1: Mm-hmm. Could be. Get fired up. Now um, let's talk real quick about, do you want to talk about Patrick Willis or your Durs thoughts? No, those
2: kind of were my Durs thoughts. Oh, those were your Durs thoughts. Okay. Nothing specific yet. (laughs) (laughs) No, just the fact that like they're, they're a team that's tanking and like, you know, give like Ron Rivera one last shot, Jacoby Brissett, give him the team a a bolt in the, a, a jolt in the arm. Right. Like, yeah, I'm just, I'm just saying that these things happen in the NFL where like, oh, damn, it's a it's a four point game in the fourth quarter. Like, why aren't the Niners blowing these guys out? Like these things happen in the league. That's all.
1: Remember when the Jets cost themselves Trevor Lawrence because they were winless going into a game against the Rams in week? I think it was 14 and they were 17 and a half point dogs and one. And then ended up not getting Trevor Lawrence because of it.
2: Remember when the Niners, when they won in the Ram in LA against the Rams, Week 17, uh, it was it cost them Miles Garrett. Yeah, I do remember. They ended up with the second pick in 17, and then they moved back to take Solomon Thomas, mm-hmm. and totally. didn't get Miles Garrett. Yeah, so it happens.
1: And then the Jets won the next week against the 10 and four Browns. And they finished two and fourteen. Anyways, so yeah, weird stuff happens. I think the Niners are gonna be okay. All right, the 49ers might have lost in week 16, but the good news is uh, so did I. (laughs) And I think and I think Chris, you did as well in Prize Picks. Prize Picks is America's largest daily fantasy sports platform, and it is my new favorite way to consume sports. You can play along with us at PrizePicks.com slash candlestick and use promo code candlestick. For a first deposit match up to $100, that is prizepicks.com slash candlestick. Promo code candlestick for a first deposit match up to $100. Super easy. You pick two to six players. You pick more or less on their stat projections, and then you watch the winnings roll in. Unless you ride with me and Chris, in which case, uh, you will not be watching the winnings roll in.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I had less than on the Gus Edwards number, which I did hit. You did. Yeah, you had less than 39.5 rushing yards for Gus Edwards. Yeah, I had him right around thirty one and that's exactly where he ended up. So oh, sorry, what's with your with your projection. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what that's what my model was telling me. <laughs> <laughs> um ten thousand so, yeah. simulations. <laughs> <laughs> so ah. uh yeah, but because I went with the uh with the power play, no no winnings for your guy over here, but again we're gonna lick our wounds next week. We're gonna we're gonna watch the film. Um, we're going to take a hard look in the mirror and we're going to get back to it when the Niners go play the Durs. So shout out to Prize Picks. No doubt.
1: Love Prize Picks. PrizePicks.com slash candlestick. Promo code candlestick for a first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepicks.com slash candlestick for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. Yo, it's your homies, Kyle and Chris, for. Lamb Chops, sglambchops.com is the website. They are the official clothing brand of Candlestick Chronicles. And follow them on Instagram at sglambchops because they have some really cool looking stuff that your bland ass boy over here is not very good at styling on his own. And so I pop over to the Instagram. I see how other people are are dressing themselves in uh, maybe it's the... Maybe it's the wolf shorts or the lion shorts, or maybe it's a pair of joggers, or maybe it's the ash gray hoodie that you and I love so much. And I, I base my outfits off of that, and it always makes me look dope,
2: which is the single most important thing. And it's also comfortable. It's also high quality. Yeah. It's super stylish. They're conversation starters, honestly. They also have kids uh, kid sizes on here, too. Yes. That and is everything's great. unisex. Uh, we we should point out also. So um, no matter if you're a man or woman, these clothes will look great on you.
1: Or a child. Or a child. They have children's sizes and a lot of their (laughs) stuff as well. Use promo code Candlestick20 today to get 20% off your order, or you can do it tomorrow or whenever. Candlestick20 is a promo code any day of the week to get 20% off your order from sglambchops.com. Shout out to them. We really appreciate their support and uh, we would appreciate it if you support them by going to com and ordering some dope, comfortable, high-quality clothing. Join the herd today. Uh, Patrick Willis is a finalist for the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Congratulations to Friend of the Pod, Patrick Willis. It is his third time as a finalist for the Pro Football Hall of Fame. He has been a semi-finalist five times, I believe, all five times he's been on the ballot. So this is his third time as a finalist, third time in three years. I think this is the year he gets in. I think so, too. I feel good about it. Like this is he was so good in his first eight years that if he played three more years at just moderate level of production, he probably would have gotten in on the first ballot, maybe his second. But now he's on his third. To me, the like the playing time and impact thing goes out the window when or length of impact thing goes out the window when Terrell Davis got in. Yeah, I mean, that's that that to me changes the criteria quite a bit because for a while when Patrick Wills first retired, I was like, man, I don't know if he's going to get in. He only played eight years, and I just don't. I know he's a five-time first-team All-Pro and a seven-time Pro Bowler and offensive rookie of the year and, and all this other stuff, but when Terrell Davis went in, I know Terrell Davis won a Super Bowl and he was really, really impactful and this and that. Uh, he was an MVP and a two-time offensive player of the year. Like, I understand his impact was great. It was four years of impact. And then he had three years of next to nothing. He played a combined uh, nine, 17 games over his last three years. So uh, the playing time thing goes out the window for me. Patrick Willis belongs in the Hall of Fame, and I think he gets in this year.
2: Yeah, I hope so. Uh, I think he deserves it. I think he's full stop like one of the best, probably the best linebacker I've ever seen. Like, Pete I, Patrick Willis was. There's a Fred Warner conversation like, to be had. Different styles. I mean, I, no doubt. No doubt. When, when I, I think a key difference for me is Patrick Willis was one of the best linebackers in the NFL as a rookie. Like from yeah. the jump. He was, and it wasn't I it think wasn't even like D.P.O.I. voting as a rookie. It, yeah, it wasn't even like controversial thing to say. Like, oh, I think Patrick Willis is the best linebacker in the league after his rookie season. Like you could say that. And not really get a much pushback from smart football people. Yeah, right. And Pat was—I mean, the the way he flew around, he epitomized the era. Like he was—he was a combination of speed, but also ferocity, Mm -hmm. right? Like, and you know, he was very much like the two hundred and forty-pound linebacker. Now it's you know the linebackers are all two twenty, and they're mostly pass defenders. He felt, but he was a combination of both.
1: He feels like the first evolutionary step toward where we're at today with linebackers. Yeah. Where they went from these like burly downhill gap fillers to, okay, Patrick Willis can do that, but he's also going to run with your line or with your running back. And he's going to chase down yeah. Anquan Bolden 40 yards down the field. I just a different level of athleticism at the, at the position that I think once Patrick Willis got into the league every front office and every scouting department went we need to find Patrick Willis type linebackers think yeah. that just became the new thing and then the Niners got the next one with Navarro Bowman
2: <laughs> which was wild <laughs> <This> but even <laughs> Bowman does. like Bowman didn't start as his, his first season right it was yeah. it was Patrick Willis and Takio Spikes And then Bowman was kind of like this, this dude who was like standing out on special teams. And then once he got in the starting lineup, it was like, oh, now this dude's one of the best linebackers in the league. Yeah. Um, I actually think, I mean, the fact that Bowman didn't win defensive player of the year in 2013 is still something that outrageous is, is wild to me. Bowman was, Bowman was better than Luke Keekly that year. I, I would argue.
1: I totally, I totally agree. Um, But Luke deeply played the position more like a linebacker in that.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I think. I think there's like. I'm trying to figure out the best way to say this. Like, I think it's commendable that Pat went out on his own terms. And although it might have been early than people anticipated, I don't think it should be something that's used against him in terms of the way we look at his career. I think the fact that he took agency in his life and was like, my feet are screwed up, and like Mm -hmm. I don't want to ruin my the rest of my life being able to walk around just so I could hang on and play football and, and improve my Hall of Fame resume. Like, I think that's something that's commendable and I agree that that we should not use against players when it comes to their Hall of Fame candidacy. When it's somebody who like was as good and as impactful as Patrick Willis was during his career because frankly yeah. like yeah he could have he could have hung on he could have done what Bobby Wagner's doing right now right and like Bobby mm-hmm. Wagner's going to be a hall of famer but no one's going to look at Bobby w- Wagner's last 3 years when he's 60% of what he used to be and be mm-hmm. like oh that's that solidifies his case right right yeah, he Bobby a star a player of
1: of for half a decade
2: Right, and so like it, the the fact that he's hung on and been a shell of himself, and played for the Rams and Seahawks and some very forgettable, you know, like he's he's been a relatively forgettable player at least in comparison to what he was at his peak. Yeah, like if he would have walked away, that I don't think that diminishes his Hall of Fame candidacy in the same way that I don't think we should diminish Patrick Willis's Hall of Fame candidacy because he only played eight years. Yeah, I think. If we're gonna champion player safety, I think we should change the way we view players like Patrick Willis's legacy and not say, man, if only he played longer, he'd have a better Hall of Fame case. Yeah. It's like, no, like we're if we're prioritizing player safety, then like let's let these dudes go out on their own term and not punish them for doing so if they have <laughs> foot injuries like like Matt right. Willis did. Uh Luke Keekly, same thing, by the
1: way. Also yeah. played eight years and left because he's like, dude, my brain is not able to take this anymore. You know, Luke Kuechly is only 32 years old. That's wild. He retired after his age 28 season. Luke Kuechly's younger than me, dude. Is he a Hall of Famer? Luke Kuechly? Yeah, Patrick was a Hall of Famer. Luke Kuechly is for sure. Defensive Rookie of the Year in Year 1. Defensive Player of the Year in Year 2. He was a third place DPOY finisher in 2015. He was a, he won it in 2013. Yes, correct. That was his second year. Uh, yeah. He was a five time all pro, right. a seven time pro bowler and a one two two to times second team all pro. So he was a first or second team all pro in all, but one of his seasons in the year he wasn't, he was the rookie of the year and he led the league in tackles and had two interceptions and seven pass breakups.
2: As a rookie, him and Pat have a very similar resume, with the exception Ex- of DPOY.
1: Extremely similar resumes. Yeah. Yeah. Pat should so get in. It, yeah, Pat should get in. I think he gets in this year. There's just when I you look so. at when you look at the number of guys because getting in first ballot in in the Pro Football Hall of Fame is hard as hell. And so when you look at guys who are first ballot, and then you look at guys who have been on a couple times, it's like, man, Pat's waited. I think he gets in. I feel good about it this year. Yeah. I think Julius Peppers is the only first ballot guy who gets in this year. Complete freak. Outrageous. I was just (laughs) tweeting about this. He played 18 years. He had two seasons where he had five or fewer sacks and 10 years where he had 10 or more. And one of the years he had five was his last year as a 39 year old.
2: (laughs) He was in the league at 39.
1: I I I don't know if it's exactly thirty nine, but he okay. played for freaking ever, and he was really yeah. good for freaking ever. Um, yeah. let me. Um, thirty eight. He retired after his age thirty eight season.
2: That's wild, man, man. That makes me feel bad about what a What a player.
1: <laughs> Dude, I bet your golf game's better than his. Got you.
2: Pro- I mean, probably not. Honestly, like these dudes, who play, <laughs> yeah, no, he's these right. athletes. <laughs> these dudes, no, you're like, totally right. Th- that that's one of the things. If you've ever been to like a celebrity golf tournament or like the the American Century in Tahoe, these dudes just like, oh, I'm just gonna pick up golf as a hobby. And yeah, like they have lessons and they can afford equipment and all of that stuff. But just their pure athleticism, they're like, Oh yeah, I've been playing golf for like two months, and then you watch them and it looks like they've been playing golf for twenty years. Yeah. And it's just like the hand-eye coordination, the natural athleticism. I mean It'd the be... resources they can like afford good coaches, good golf coaches and stuff. It would be but, like so fire to be that good at something. Well, that's what like that's what's funny about Christian McCaffrey. Apparently, from what I've heard he's just kind of like picked up golf recently and he's already like obscenely good at it. He's just like one of those people who's, who cause just like amazing at anything he does. Yeah. But I guess it makes sense. if it like, tracks. you know, you grew up with your dad as a, as a good NFL player. Yeah. Probably doesn't hurt.
1: Yeah. When, you know, everybody when had I, those kids. Everybody went to school with that kid who is the quarterback and the starting pitcher. And he, hit tanks in baseball and he was the fastest dude on the field and he like i said played quarterback yeah. and then like you'd play tennis in pe and he was the best tennis player and you, they can just pick up something and they're good at it right away
2: and also like, destroys everybody at every video game oh for sure it's like that for sure <laughs> it's just like it's just so good annoying. at everything yeah <laughs> But yeah i would like would recommend the like the american century or any like professional um not professional but celebrity golf celebrity am golf tournament yeah just like go and just watch these dudes you'll be pretty surprised at how good at golf they actually are yeah dude oh yeah just picked it up last off season and i'm a four handicap it's like god like julius peppers being a scratch scratch golfer honestly would not surprise me at all just hitting just hitting at 350 <laughs> <laughs> like, what's he like six eight
1: i bet yeah yeah he's six seven I bet, <laughs> I bet Christian McCaffrey, and we've heard this from people, but I just don't doubt that Christian McCaffrey hits absolute bombs on a golf course. <laughs> like his swing is probably super ugly, but he hits it super straight and a mile and a goddamn half. Trent
2: Williams has taken up golf. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> And I'm I'm fascinated, very like hopeful at some point in life we get to watch Trent Williams play golf. God, me too. Um I watch speaking of giant, really good left tackles, um, watch Andrew Whitworth play golf a few times up in Tahoe. Good player. He he hips he hits the shit out of the ball. I think yeah, the best just. former NFL guy who plays is Kyle Williams. Is it, Not the Niners, tackle. Kyle Williams. Yeah, the defensive tackle from uh, from the Bills. Doesn't look like he'd be a really good golfer, but just has just filthy short game. Soft hands. Unbelievable stuff. Love that for him. What about Robbie Gold? He's now that he's player. a former NFL guy. He's a good player. Uh, last time I talked to Robbie, I think he was, he was like a one-point something. Jesus he's not he's not in plus yet but how much golf good. do you think how much golf do you
1: think Robbie Gold is playing right now like he's he's playing 36 a day
2: right <laughs> well he's got kids um but I bet he plays at least four days a week oh for sure and it term. is so good much. It's it's so much easier to get good at golf if you can play multiple times a week. Yeah, totally. So Robbie's doing Fair. fine.
1: That's our midweek pod. <laughs> <laughs> you
2: didn't uh, want to. Well, we'll you have... didn't want to have the um, game manager. Is Brock Purdy a game manager conversation today? You know, are you going to no. skip that for Nick tomorrow?
1: Yeah, Nick and I are going to dive deep on that. Uh, I can't wait. Nick <laughs> Wagner of ESPN is going to. Fill in for Chris tomorrow. Going to be traveling. You are, so Nick will be in, and yeah, we're gonna. I saved all my good stuff for for Nick. Okay, sounds right. (laughs) I'm going to quiz him on golfers in the Niners locker room.
2: I'll have my uh, have my mic with me as I traverse through Atlanta and Memphis. Great. Um, to follow the the Sacramento Kings. Mm -hmm. But uh, hopefully we can hopefully I can hop on Sunday night. Or Sunday, Sunday at some point. Okay. Talk about Niners, Niners durs. It will for
1: not be Sunday night, but it'll be Saturday afternoon. We'll uh, we'll hop on after the game.
2: Saturday afternoon.
1: Sunday. Oh, Sunday, Sunday afternoon. afternoon. Your boys uh, got planned yeah. Sunday night.
2: Dog. Oh, does he? Okay. Oh,
1: yeah. I got stuff going on. What you got? What you got going on? Gonna get high Oh, soup. is this what
2: you're talking about on the radio today? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Thanks. No, I didn't by. talk about this on the radio today. That was teeny tiny Christmas.
2: I, what was your soup party
1: oh yeah no okay oh, did i bring that up today yeah no <laughs> yeah. soup party yeah. soup party at the madsen's house everybody's bringing soup
2: we're just gonna yeah. <laughs> eat soup and my invite my <laughs> invite got super lost
1: no it's your, it's in your hotel room in memphis okay cool jaws guarding it <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: uh okay fair right. enough what's your okay. go-to what are you are you making soup
1: I am not making soup. My wife is going to make soup. We're making a lasagna oh, soup. It sounds like
2: lasagna soup. Interesting. It is bomb. It's well, really like like tomato bisque with some noodles and cheese and stuff in it.
1: More or less, yeah.
2: Meat, cool. Yeah,
1: sausage. It's like deconstructed lasagna in a broth. It's fantastic. Would have
2: been sounds like it would have been great. Bummed all. Bummed I. Uh... <laughs> it's easy I'll to make either. i'll
1: make some dude i will make some for you bro great i can't wait
2: great. all right me neither all right <laughs>
1: <laughs> subscribe rate review
2: <laughs> do all that subscribe on youtube uh thanks for hanging out on youtube subscribe to our youtube channel if you're listening to the pod uh five star review uh anywhere you get your podcast. very much appreciated Yo. And uh, we'll talk to you guys Later on in the week Nick Wagner tomorrow Is that con- that's confirmed? We feel comfortable Nick Wagner confirmed
1: Internet? Yeah I feel really good about it I feel really really great. good about
2: it Right Can't wait to uh, can't, can't wait to feel bad about myself After listening to it It's gonna be great <laughs> <What>?
1: <laughs> I'll make sure to tank it I'll sound like shit tomorrow Just for you
2: uh, Nick just always just, just always knows Exactly the buttons to press is all I'm Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. I can't wait. It's going to be a lot of fun. All right. See you guys. All right. See you.